Good day, everyone, and thank you for joining us in this episode of Taking the Road Less Traveled Through a Disrupted World with David Irvin and myself, Allie Stone. podcast is to have open-hearted, real conversations about our authentic journey through this disrupted time in our world. And we also feel that what we learn from this journey will be able to apply to an emerging new world when we come out the other side. In our commitment to make a difference to difference makers, we want to use this podcast to explore what's happening in this time in our lives and as well as what's happening in the lives of those of you who are committed to making a difference making a difference the authentic way. Now, David's mission is to connect leaders to their authentic selves, which inspires and enables them to have a meaningful impact on their organizations, communities, and even their families. David says leadership at its core is about influence and it has nothing to do with our titles or the letters behind our names or even the sizes of our offices. Leadership is about the capacity to inspire others to action. It truly is about making a difference. And Allie Stone has joined me on this journey as she has a deep understanding of what it means to lead authentically. She has spent the last 15 years of her career exploring what caring leadership looks like and how organizations can be built from the heart and still be truly successful. For Allie, leadership is life. She believes anything involving human connection is all interconnected in the experience of living. And she is passionate about working with other leaders who are inspired to create something similar. It is her belief that sharing her lessons will help other leaders gain deeper insights and understanding as to the infinite possibility that lies ahead for each of us when we connect with our hearts. Welcome, everyone. Uh, It's 2021. (laughs) Back with the Other Everest podcast with myself, Ellie Stone, and David Irvin. And we are super uh, grateful to be here. Uh, 2020 was a long year, a good year, a challenging year, probably every every adjective you can think of, good and bad. but it feels nice to be sitting here in 2021, kind of looking looking out at a new year, whatever that's going to look like. And uh, David and I thought we could talk a little bit about that today, about you know what the next year looks like for us, and uh, maybe what our reality looks like, and and what gets us out of bed every day. So, hi, Dave. It's nice to see you. Thanks for being here. I find it very fascinating, uh, Allie, and you always do a great job kicking this thing off. I find it very fascinating. I have probably had 20 emails, actually maybe even more in the last three days since New Year's expressing gratitude. Finally, 2020 is over. And I I find it fascinating that we have this human condition that we make up a story that 2020 was bad and 2021 is going to be good. Yeah. And that fascinates me. Yeah. What if we could just really resist the tendency to create stories and maybe it's just human condition, but what if we could just observe 
without judging as we talk about the fact that we're telling a story here that 2020 was so bad but you know what let's look at all the good things that came out of it mm -hmm. and and i'm not i just i don't want to be spinning the fact that i just don't i'm not an eternal optimist but i just think we need to observe our story because there's a notion in that story that 2020 was bad because of the environment and therefore we set ourselves up to expect that the environment is going to be better in 2021 we're going to get a vaccine we're going to get back to normal we're going to get through the gates into a new into our back to the ecstasy of our old life mm -hmm. yeah i don't know maybe 2021 will be a good year because we stay present in the moment and maybe there's a notion that it has to come from the inside rather than from the outside mm -hmm. because we're heavily dependent as a human species on the outside doing it for us in order for me for us to be safe and well mm -hmm. yeah and you, you know, know if that like, makes any sense oh totally and it's so um i was i was kind of writing about this the other day and thinking about it uh on my instagram i was reading the alchemist again my favorite book so i try to read it every year and uh, there's a quote in it and i might get it wrong but it's something to the to the extent of um where you'll find your treasure is where your heart lies and it's like as i was reflecting on it i'm like it's so easy to focus on the external right and it was so easy <laughs> with everything happening last year to focus on what was happening in the world around us right and there's this pandemic and there's this virus and they're very serious things people are getting sick and it's crazy and people don't have jobs and it's all wild but happiness doesn't come from any of that <laughs> that's not where we're truly going to be happy it's going to be spending that time with ourselves and searching our hearts and finding out what is really meaningful to you know us in our lives and 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 how we respond so yeah i think that's it's very interesting but i want to say so i want to ask you this question because you're good at answering these for me, but why is it that it's so easy to get caught up in the external? What's what's your sense of why that's such a common thing for humans? Well, I I don't know, but I do observe that we aren't taught how to find our own resources in life. We, are, we have a whole generation of young people who have been, and I'm gonna blanketly, you know, the, the older I get, the, the, the less sure I am about more things and the more sure I am about less things. <laughs> and one of the things that I'm pretty sure about is that we have not been taught how to get through hard times without getting rescued. Mm. And we haven't been taught how to affirm ourselves. We pray, we, we have a generation of people that have been praised right. and 
and the, the parents think that their job is, I got to make my kids happy. I have to praise my kids. So it comes from the outside. Well, what happens when things get tough? The parents come in and solve it for us. And some of the most resilient people I have met, and I'm not advocating to abuse kids, and I'm not advocating to neglect kids, but some of the most resourceful, resilient people I've met come from pretty disheveled, painful families mm -hmm. where they've had to dig deep inside and find their own inner strength to get through this thing and recognizing that security is not out there. It's not in a vaccine. I, you know, I'm, I'll, when the time comes, I, I, will, I don't want to turn this into a political conversation. I will take a vaccine, but I'm not depending on a vaccine to rescue me from this. What I know is that I, I was raised with parents who weren't always there for me. I never remember my parents going to any little league games and hockey games. I went because I wanted to go. I went because it was important to me. Is it good for parents to go to their kids' games? Of course. But um, actually, I do remember my dad at the hockey rink um, sitting at the far end doing some reading. He was reading a paper or something because he, you know, he didn't feel like it was his job to make it good for me. And he, he would never, ever talk to one of the teachers, one of my teachers or one of the coaches and direct them at how they should be coaching me. It wasn't his job. And so there was something about developing an internal resource. And I'm no saint on this. I've had to go through my own struggles. But I think the best thing I've learned in my life is how to find the resources within myself and trust myself. And I can be too self-reliant. I know we, we live in the context of a community where we need to support each other. But that's a roundabout way of answering your question. Do you have any response to that question yourself? Yeah, I was just going to say that you kind of just touched it at the end there, but there can be a swing of the pendulum too, right? We can become too self-reliant. We know that humans live longer lives based on connection and relationship and all of these things. So everything, at least for me and what I know of my experience of life, what I could say that I know <laughs> for sure at this point, everything is a balancing and re-equating through your whole life, right? You just kind of, you're always, you're always working at it. And um, I think that that's actually one of the beautiful things because it's never perfect. It's always a little messy and you're always just kind of uh, picking away <laughs> at, at the scenario. But I think um, there's been times where, you know, I, I had some hard times growing up as well. And there's been times where it went too internal for me. Like I didn't want to connect with other people. I didn't want to share how I was feeling. And so you have to kind of be careful with that too. Um, but I do think that that self-reflection and that time spent inside really connects you to why you're here. And like, well, and that's, that's what we're going to get into at this stage, I think is around purpose, but I just have to say one thing mm -hmm. around this that those aren't mutually exclusive. I just don't think that we have a lot of role models at how to have a community around us, Allie, 
to help us find our own resources. That ultimately is the purpose of a community is to help find our own inner strength rather than doing it for us. Um, and certainly I, I, I can't blame technology, but it, you know, we have so many things. I, I read a, a paper once that, that said, we do 200 things for kids today that two generations ago, they were needed in families. They had to do it for, the, for us. Right from dishwashing to washing clothes to, um, you know, kids on the farm had to go out and get the milk, milk the cows. So we just have it delivered now. All these things, there was 200 things that we do for kids today that, that, that kids used to feel needed in families where the, we developed that inner resource. And I don't want to go back to the good old days, but there was something about the values in those good old days that we want to hang on to. And that is resiliency comes from inside. It doesn't come from somebody swooping in and rescuing us. These are challenging times, but yeah. the solution isn't in the world. The solution always is within ourselves. And I, one book that I reread every year is Man's Search for Meaning, Viktor Frankl, who, uh, for, those of, for those our listeners who have read the book, it's about living through his experience in the Jewish concentration camps and how he went through the hell and came out of it understanding that no one can take, you can lose all your freedoms, but you can't lose a freedom of your own choice. Yeah. And this is the whole theme of his message that you find meaning through your own suffering and through your own sense of finding your own resources. I feel like another great um, example of that is Nelson Mandela. He taught us that too. And in, in a really beautiful way. Anyway, just coming to my mind so, as you're saying that. So. Well, what comes there's this interview with him and uh, Oprah, like back in the 90s. And he's talking about, I'll have to find it for you, but he's talking about, I think he's talking about integrity and what it takes to have integrity. And it was all about knowing who he was and connecting to who he was. And it had nothing, nothing to do with anybody else. <laughs> it was, and, and, you know, and she said things to him, like, you know, being in prison for 30 years, like, aren't you angry? And don't you think integrity is something different? And, and for him, it was all about love and respect. And anyway, it was a very cool conversation. If you should look it up, if you're, if you're listening or Dave, you should look it up too. It's very old, but so inspiring because, it truly, he truly just took it inside and decided how he was going to handle the cards he was dealt, right? Rather than letting that external circumstance. And he knew, I think he knew he could not impact the change that he desired through anger or aggression or force. He was watching that happen in the outside world while he was imprisoned and knew so yeah, it's a very, it's a very inspiring story as well. So we started this conversation actually before we got on live here with talking about how difficult it was to get back to work. Yeah. And we both love our work, but you know what? We had a good break over the holidays and we're now coming back from our respective families and it was a little tough slogan to, to get into the momentum. Once I got into it today, we were good. 
But I think there's this overall tone. People are getting tired through this pandemic. There is this pandemic fatigue that I think is settling in. We've yeah. been at this a long time. And it is, let's face it, it is hard. And, it, you know, if you've got little kids at home and you've got, you know, everybody's got their own story here, their own environment that they're dealing with. But if you're dealing with little kids and juggling and many demands, and I know oh, for you, so you've got, Exactly. Oh man, I'd be in so much trouble. <laughs> and you know, you've got your store to look after that's been shut down. You've got all your general managers. It's it's not easy. No. And so what what got you up this morning? What gets me up this morning? And I think this is what we just want to finish talking about is the reminder about we all need a purpose. Nelson Mandela had a purpose. Victor Frankl had a purpose. And regardless of our circumstances, where security comes is for me a sense of having, I've got a reason for being. I've got gifts, I've got a passion, and I want to make the world better. Mm -hmm. That's what gets me up and clarity around that. We've got our upcoming masterclass where we're building a community of like-minded leaders and talking about how we take our authentic presence and adapt it into leadership practices. So that's, that's a, we're living our purpose by doing that. And that's what energizes me when I re-engage with my purpose. When I connect to that purpose, it's when I really get a sense of a why. And it can be as simple as making the world better through you know, when we go down to the grocery store to make somebody's day better that we run into mm -hmm. and, to, and to inspire people with a positive attitude or kindness, um, whatever that purpose is, I, I, I would want us to reflect on that yeah. as we wrap this, uh, this podcast up today. What are your thoughts around purpose? I think that that's um, a really good thing you're saying um about the kindness and the and the action because sometimes like I woke up today and I was like struggling to get back into it and I knew connecting with some people would help so I texted a few people that I care about and I said hey I like I hope you had a great new year and Christmas I know it didn't look the same engaged in some conversation I instantly felt so much better <laughs> like you're it doesn't have to be driving towards this like major thing every day like you always you know, if you have a purpose, it's a beacon, <laughs> but sometimes your purpose is simply connecting or sharing a little love or expressing some gratitude. And, and that can give you the purpose to actually have some of the most beautiful days you'll ever have. So um, that was how I connected today. And it was, it was pretty awesome. I really enjoyed it. But you understand that your purpose in my mind is about keeping the heart open and making those connections. Yeah. That's what you're about. But you made sure that you did that today. I did. No matter what the circumstances, yeah. no matter how you felt, no matter how hard it may have been to get out of bed, you instinctively knew that you had to find your purpose today, yeah. which was to make those connections. And it's funny, and I wouldn't even say it was that intentional. Right? Like when you're connected it and you feel... wasn't because it's so ingrained in you. It's just yeah. who you are. Yeah. And it's one of the reasons why 
it's a joy to work with you because you live that it's a it's it's who you are and that's our goal is to integrate that purpose and 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 to inspire and guide people to that sense of purpose so that it can become integrated that way and that's to me that's the pathway out of this yeah Mm -hmm. out of any challenging situation is to connect more fully with that and it's it's actually very simple yeah but also so beautiful (laughs) you know you're there you feel it right you feel it in your heart you know you're there you feel happy like I was like yeah slogging in here this morning and then I was smiling within an hour I'm like I'm good back in my zone (laughs) just took a little bit but for those of you out there who might be slogging this week or coming back to work or coming back to work next week and dreading it, I think we would both encourage you to think about what gives you purpose in your life and, and, and what connects your heart to the world and people around you and maybe try to engage in some of those things and then see how you feel. So Allie, before we sign off, I have to ask you one final question. <laughs> okay. You have a beautiful sign behind you that says people make the world beautiful. (laughs) This is your life. Mm -hmm. And here's what I find. We all have pictures, images, quotes around us in our office. And you know what happens when we have these quotes for me and pictures? I mean, I have my brother's picture over there. The last time that my brother and I went on a holiday together and we were canoeing together. But you know what happens? These pictures and quotes become ordinary because they're in around us all the time. Just like a relationship becomes ordinary. How do you keep that message that you have written behind you fresh? Oh, that's very interesting. Cause in my mind, I was like, uh, it's actually good that it becomes ordinary because it's just part of my everyday thinking. <laughs> oh, that's very interesting. But see, when I read that, I get inspired by it. Right. But and I haven't even I could, looked at it today. Granted, I could, because I only, I only see it when we're doing podcasts and we're yeah. doing recordings together. So I might see it, you know, a half a dozen times a week. So I get inspired every time I see it. Right. How do you, how do you have it with you all the time and have it stay special? I think it's just maybe, at the core maybe of who I am now. Is in the ordinary. What were you going to say? I think it's just at the core of who I am now. Like this only ended up on my wall not long, eight months ago. I met this girl making these custom signs. I was like, hey, and had this crazy idea. But this quote has been in my life for, oh, I don't know, 10 years. <laughs> so um, it's, it's integral for me. Yeah. So you've moved it from the external into the internal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 100%. So. But it's, but it's okay to start from the outside. Absolutely. That's where you have to start, right? So everything gets in. <laughs> well, it's always a joy, Allie. Thank you for this Thank time. You, Dave. We'll see you next week. Thank you so much for joining us once again for another episode of The Other Everest. It's our mission to continue to bring you engaging, heartwarming, and inspiring content. So if you have any feedback or suggestions, please feel free to visit davidirvin.com at any time as we would love to hear from you. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please rate it or subscribe. 
or simply share the episodes with people you know who would also enjoy this conversation. Authentic leaders create ripples in time. Those ripples extend to generations yet unborn. And it's not just impact in the here and now, but impact in here and forever. Thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts for being a part of this journey with us. Until we meet again.